Hava McClendick was born just in time to escape the Nazis with her Jewish family. Growing up in the newly independent state of Israel, she quickly learned that she and her people had a special place in history. On the last episode of Kava, Hava shared the faith and the suffering that united Jews worldwide. Now, as a student, she was preparing to live a life serving her people. Well, you know, when you go through turmoil like that, right. um, your inner strength comes right. out. Right. And you have no choice. Right. You know, it's right. either you give up right. or you keep on going. Right. And the choice is always keep on going. Right. Because your work is not done. Right. Whatever God has intended right. for your tikkun olam, which is the repairing of the world, to happen. First, however, she learned from the man who devised their escape from Nazi Bulgaria, her father. Her father's example of vision and creativity paved the way for Hava to serve her people. Today on Kava, we hear how Hava came to devote her life to others. just so happened that my father uh, met a gentleman in Jerusalem and somehow they uh, were talking and my father was um, sharing with him about his life story Mm -hmm. and he was so you know he was so wow about what he has heard Mm -hmm. And he asked my father if he would be interested in coming to America Mm. and go to different congregations and gatherings Mm. and and share his testimony. Oh, okay. And so my father said, absolutely. Wow. So they bought our tickets Mm -hmm. for my brother and myself and my mother and father. And we came to America when I was 18 years old. Wow. And we are... Home, our base home was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yes. And they leased us a home and they gave us a car and a chauffeur and we drove 38 states wow. in one year. Wow. And we, uh, my father just went from one town to the next, to the next wow. state, to, and uh, basically, you know try to bring an awareness about Israel and the Jewish people okay. and why to support that. On this year-long tour of America, Hava learned a lot about American culture. For many Americans, this was the first time they were hearing about how to support the Jewish people after the war. Just because the Holocaust had ended didn't mean that Jewish suffering had ended. Hava's interest in psychology had led to a specific interest in the Jewish post-war psyche. It seemed that too many Jews were struggling to recover from loss and trauma, unlike anything seen before in history. Together, these people had established a new state in Israel to live and grow together, but the state was also struggling through violent conflict. Now, as she toured America with her father, Hava was seeing that Americans were willing and able to help. 
She observed how her father would simply share his testimony, and Americans would respond, especially Christians. Never before had Christians and Jews experienced this kind of unity, and it filled Hava with hope. When it came time for her parents to return to Israel, Hava had seen enough that she wanted to stay. So, my, yes, so... After a year, my parents decided they were going to go back to Israel. Okay. My brother and I decided we would like to stay. Okay. And uh, there was a people that we had met in Houston. Okay. And they offered us to host us in their homes until we got on our feet. Right. So my brother and I... uh, Went out looking for, you know, we got our social security numbers. Okay. And uh, the next day we went looking for jobs. And the day that I went, we went to uh, Southwestern Bell. I don't know if you Right. I know Southwestern Bell. And yes. so uh, they tested me and I got a job that day as a draftsman. Oh, okay. Uh, for the company. And I was so proud of myself. You know, I'm thinking, wow. I beat my brother. You know? <laughs> I got the job first, you know. Right. Well, not knowing that he got a job also oh, that funny. day. <laughs> oh, how he funny. He was a bodybuilder. And, oh, wow. Uh, uh, there was a, a company in Houston. He went over there, and he applied, and they hired him on the spot. Oh, wow. And so we both came home that evening and said, guess what? And I said, well, he said, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. He was so uh, loved by the people that hired him that they offered him a job here in Dallas. The headquarters was here in Dallas. Okay. Um, And so three months later, he moved here, and I stayed over there in Houston, and uh, in the meantime, I, my parents came back. Oh, okay. After three months. And my mother said, just come on to Dallas. And th- they gave my brother an apartment, three-bedroom apartment, a car. Wow. They really liked him. They really liked him. He did an awesome job for them. And um, so went free, you know. Wow. Went free. And so she says, well, just come on to, to Dallas and... God is good, and we'll just see what happens. And so I asked for a transfer, and uh, they said, well, right now there is no opening, but we will keep you updated. Right. So I gave them a number, a phone number, and uh, two weeks later they called, and they said, there's opening in Dallas. Are you interested? Wow. I said, of course, and I got the job after that. But... uh, so my father continued his traveling right. here in Dallas, and he spoke at SMU and wow. uh, different, different organizations mm-hmm. that asked him to speak. Once she had started to build a life in America, Hava met someone who shared her passion for bridging the gap between Christians and Jews. Together, they began to realize that this movement was far bigger than they were. When Jimmy and I got married, uh, we came, We got married in Israel. Okay. And then three months later, we decided we we're going to come to America. Mm-hmm. And circumstances just brought us to that place where 
I started doing exactly what my father was doing. Oh, wow. You know, not not thinking that, you know, right. this is what I want to do, you know. And But it's just circumstances. Right. You know, things happen. Right. And so I start sharing uh, the things that I've gone through mm-hmm. and my father gone through. And it's like turning the baton to me yes. at this point. Yes. And so we, Jimmy and I start doing that and we start taking tours to Israel mm-hmm. and educating the, the Christians that right. went to Israel. Not only the sites and the ruins. Right. That, okay, well, Jesus was here and right. he died here and, you know. Um, this was great, mm-hmm. but we came to a place that today life is different. Mm-hmm. You know, circumstances are different. Mm-hmm. You see a unity today, not by somebody's plan on bringing the the Jewish community and the, and the Christian community together. Mm-hmm. It's just something happens mm. you know and spiritually i mean we don't even understand it but spiritually no. it's happening mm. where you see the jewish people are turning and accepting the christians mm-hmm. and the christians are just overwhelmingly excited that they can communicate now with the Jewish people, mm. you know. Hava and Jimmy saw this shift taking place and threw themselves into it. Jimmy and I have been trying to build that bridge between the two mm-hmm. the two, for 40 years. Wow. You know, we've gone to churches. Uh, we've gone to different organizations. And for 40 years, wow. was, this was our mission, you know. To bring an understanding of the Jewish community, why they should, from a biblical perspective, mm. you know, from a biblical perspective, why they should stand with Israel. Mm, you know, right. The Savior that they're believing in is, right. a, is a Jewish Messiah. The prophets are Jewish. Right, right. You know, everything right. in their base belief right. is the Old Testament. Right, absolutely. You know, this is the foundation Right. Of their faith. Right. And so, like I said, it's not that we're taking any credit for any of this because it's not us. It's right. something that you can see. It's happening all wow. over the world. Right. You know. To maximize their impact, Hava and Jimmy have established a nonprofit called Messer. That's M E S E R. The organization exists to promote relationships between Christians and Jews worldwide. Their website reads as follows. The last 50 years have seen a series of events in both Jewish and Christian communities, which have opened the way for a major change in relationships. Since the founding of the Jewish State of Israel, the reunification of Jerusalem, and the historical change in Christian theology and attitudes, There has never been a better opportunity for Jews and Christians to work toward a real reconciliation between the two communities. Messer's purpose is to help facilitate this significant movement by informing, educating, and inspiring anyone who has it in their heart to begin the process which starts with honest and sincere dialogue 
and the building of relationships. Not long ago, Hava and Jimmy noticed a stunning phenomena in the Israeli military. Uh, Jimmy and I are uh, involved in the IDF, the okay. Israeli Defense Forces. And uh, two years ago, uh, we have found out that we have a military that it's not only the Israelis, mm. you know, that are serving. We have a, another wave of young men and women that are joining the Israeli military. Mm-hmm. They're called the Lone Soldiers. Okay. The Lone Soldiers are coming from everywhere in the world. They, they come from Europe. They come from the United States. They come from Brazil. And what these young men and women do, they leave their homes, uh-huh. you know, they leave their families, they leave wow. their education, they leave their careers, their comfort homes, and they are joining, wanting to serve in the Israeli military for the purpose of protecting a state wow. that is the Jewish state. Jimmy and Hava discovered that passion for the Jewish state was leading some people to literally give up their lives through Israeli military service. The lone soldiers, as they are called, are soldiers without immediate family in Israel. These soldiers fight because they are convinced that the state of Israel is worth protecting. As Hava and Jimmy explored this phenomena, they realized that the lone soldiers were sacrificing far more than the average Israeli soldier. What moved me is the sacrifice right. that those young men and women are doing. They come to Israel as, I would say, quote-unquote orphans. They come to Israel. There is no family for them. Right. There is no, uh, I don't feel good. I'm going to go to Mama so she can fix me some chicken soup or right. You know, take care of me. And so they come to Israel. Most of them do not know the language, the Hebrew language. So while they're serving in the military, they have to learn Hebrew, and they have to go to training. Wow. And their salary is minimum. Right. And uh, they go into a place where they're short in their monthly expense, uh, but yet they're saying, I'm here to serve. Wow. And so the stories that we hear from them are just overwhelming, you know, just overwhelming. Uh, they come to a place where they don't have money to buy water or to buy a meal to eat or uh, to take a bus mm-hmm. to their base or... Uh, on Friday night when right. we do Shabbat dinners, they have no family to go to. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, they're short in buying underwear, socks, uh, things that, uh, that they need, like uh-huh. knives for the military, gloves, uh, you know, for the winter, under, right. under like, uh, clothing. Right. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And... When I heard that, I said, you know what? 
they're sacrificing their life. Right. And sometimes, ultimately, they do. Right. You know, sometimes they get so injured that they're in the hospital for a long time. Right. Have to fly their somebody, a member of the family, to come and stay with them in the hospital. And and I was thinking, you know what? They sacrifice so much. Mm-hmm. We have to help these people. Wow. We have to help these young men and women. Through their nonprofit, Messer, Hava and Jimmy have found a way to help. Messer is an umbrella of different legs. Okay. Uh, one of them is the lone soldier. Okay. And what we do is we raise funds and we, uh, we do Shabbat dinners or when they need personal things for mm-hmm. themselves. Right. Then it's provided. Uh, I would like to come to a place where we can hire a psychologist. Mm, yes. A full-time psychologist because they have so many issues. A lot of them come from broken homes, a mm. single mom, uh, no parents at all, uh, abusive families. Wow. But they come there because they they are drawn, right? you know, for that right for that service and so uh, when they need help the head of the unit will counsel with them but it's not a professional right right you know uh, stories that you know uh, that will just break your heart Hmm. so I would like to see a professional on staff right psychologist that they know that they can come and talk to someone. Yes. You know, that they can right. open up and, and get some really good help. Right. Um, we're going to Israel in November. Okay. And we're doing a Thanksgiving dinner for the oh. soldiers. Oh, wow. So we're trying to raise money for that. With her background, Hava knows better than anyone that these lone soldiers have mental needs as well as material needs. Their goal moving forward is to be able to help the whole person so that every lone soldier receives the care he or she deserves. Like her father before her, Hava has used her story of struggle and hope to serve others. Her organization exists to connect those in need with those who can help so that the Jewish people everywhere can experience a new level of healing and recognition. Messer recently celebrated their achievements at a Friends of the Israeli Defense Forces gala. Hava invited me to attend, and I found myself in a room full of people united around one cause. I realized that Hava's story is powerful because she's refusing to let history write the future. Instead, she's taken horrible tragedy and used it to unite people like never before. Thank you for listening to this episode of Kava the Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and that you will subscribe, download, and share this on your social media pages and with your family and friends. If you find yourself in a desperate place, it is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you and shared their stories. They have exemplified the meaning of Kava learning to wait during difficult times to find an eventual positive outcome. 
I can't express my gratitude for my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I would not be able to do this without you. For more information, please visit kavathepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.